What is good, everybody, man? Welcome back into the Blue Bloods as we continue our FCS player spotlight. I'm joined by one of the best one of the best wide receivers in the country this upcoming season. My guy Jalen Coker, Holy Cross wide receiver, was a first team all Patriot League selection last season, earned all New England honors as well, was a hero sports sophomore all-American in 2021. Patriot League, all Patriot League selections, second team in 2021, and also earned field still all Patriot League that same year. And this guy is responsible for two of the best Hail Mary catches, I think, in the past two seasons in college football. Man, Jalen, appreciate you hopping on the show, man. No, thank you so much for having me. So I want to go back to your, just your recruiting process, man. I, I always like pulling up huddles, especially, you know, for guys who have been in college for a while. You were playing both ways earning all state, all region honors. You were playing basketball. You were running track. You were doing a lot of stuff. What was your recruiting process like coming out of high school? I mean, coming out of high school, I know I always wanted to play football, um, playing basketball too. I had a couple coaches reach out to me for that, but you know, my main focus was football and playing both ways. I was originally going in as a safety. I was trying to play DB, but I really wanted to play receiver in any school that would take me a receiver. That's where I wanted to go. So I knew that that's what I wanted to do. What was it about Holy Cross that stood out in the recruiting process? And ultimately what, what really, what, what were the reasons why you decided to sign with them? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I would say the reason I decided to sign with Holy Cross is just, you know, what, you know, the school brings just as a whole, like not just the football, the football, but just after, you know, college is over after football is over, you know, like they say, it's not the f- the four years that matter is the next 40, you know, so it's like, uh, that was really a big thing for me, you know, I wanted to get an education and I wanted to have a chance to play immediately. So, I mean, that just sounded like the best decision for me. You come in and your first season was the COVID season, which I, it was just insane for FCS players because you would have games canceled. Some teams chose not to play. You only had a limited schedule. You got cleared in three games, two starts. What, were, what was your biggest learning experience now that you can look back in that first season for you? No, I think the biggest thing for me was, you know, everyone makes mistakes, you know, no matter – who you are or what type of talent level you are, everyone messes up. And I think just like continuing to push through that and learning that it's not a bad thing. It's just a learning experience. And the only thing is you can't do it again. You have to learn from it and continue to build. So I think that, you know, even though we only played what four games, I think we played, we had a whole practice schedule, like it was a a whole season. So it was like, you know, I was just trying to build my craft, try to figure out the player I wanted to be. And just consistency, I think, was the biggest thing that I, I worked on that year. You come back in 2021. You're a hero sports sophomore All-American, all-conference selection. It was really your breakout season. You got to start all 13 games. What was it about that season that clicked for you? I'm not really sure. I would say more just being comfortable. I feel like I was comfortable in that situation. You know, I feel like coming in as a freshman, I had like wide eyes. Like I really wasn't sure like what to expect from a college um, like football program. But after that first year, that like intro year, I feel like, you know, I was like, all right, I got this, you know, just the confidence to, you know, just go play my game and not really worry about what's going on outside. Just, just playing and just doing me. That season was really capped off. You catch the game winning touchdown, 14 seconds left against Sacred Heart for the first FCS playoff win in school history. Walk me through that play, man. Was that always the call? Did you and Matthew talk about that? Like, listen, man, just get, just 
put the ball in the air and I'm going to come down with it. it. I don't really think it was. No one really talked about anything. I mean, Sluke was, he was making plays even before that. Like he had like crazy first down that we needed and, you know, he was just doing his thing and I just, he just threw it to me and I was just, you know, like I, I saw it and I was like, there's no way I'm not coming down with this thing. So it really, I don't think we really said anything was going to happen, but you know, it just kind of felt like that that was what was supposed to happen, you know. That I remember that play is when when like you jumped on at least my radar. I was watching that game and I was like, man, who who was that? Like you just just you have a unique ability. I think when you look at that play, you look at the hell mary against Buffalo. Then there was a play. I want to say it was against Colgate this year where there was a picture. And I think he had your jersey pulled as far out as he possibly could, and you still caught the football on him. Talk about your ability to win those one-on-one jump balls. Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing for me is, like, you know, I think playing, like, basketball and all these other sports, you know, I just feel like I've I've always had, like, a knack for the ball, like, to know where it is, like, good ball skills. So I think whenever it's in the air, you know, I try my best to – make sure I'm the only one that's able to catch it. So if that means boxing out, if that means getting a little tug on the jersey, if that means I'm jumping above the guy, you know, that's it, whatever I can do to get the ball is just, you know, that's all I, that's all I really want to do is just get that ball for him. What did it mean to you now that, you, I mean, you're going into your final season at Holy Cross. You look back, you have the game-winning catch for the first ever FCS playoff win. You have the, you have the Hail Mary catch to give Holy Cross an FBS win over Buffalo last season. What was the energy surrounding the locker room after that Hail Mary this this season against Buffalo, where I think you were on Sports Center for probably three, four weeks after that? No, oh, it was awesome. I mean, I, there's a video I know Holy Cross posted something, but like no one even believed that I even caught it because it was like they couldn't see. I know Sluka was telling me he didn't even think I, I caught it until he saw everyone running on the field. But uh, no, it was just hype, though. I feel like even though it was a game winner or whatever, like over what I mean, I feel like we always thought we were going to win that game. And I feel like everyone, as soon as the ball went up, everyone's telling me, you know, they weren't surprised that I came down with it. So it's like, I just feel like we just, we just have a, a great team chemistry where I just feel like we just can't lose. So it's like, you know, every, every win, you know, we're always hyped. You, you and Matthew Saluga coming into the year are one of the best QB wide receiver duos in the country. What is y'all's relationship like? You guys come in together in the COVID season, have been building chemistry over these past three years, on and off the field, man. What is that Jalen Coker, Matthew Saluga relationship like? I think it's just friendship, you know, just brotherhood. And I feel like, you know, the seniors that came before us and those seniors before them, you know, they just instilled a culture that, you know, really just helps everyone bond together no matter where you're from, you know, who you're with, you know, it really doesn't matter. But uh, I think, you know, just friendship, just knowing that we come in, we came in at the same year, you know, we're just like, why not us, you know? So it's like, I feel like that's just really what bonded us. Your wide receiver coach, Rich Gunnell, had a very, very storied collegiate career as well, has been very successful on in his coaching career as well. What has his influence been like on on the development of your game? I think it's been good. I feel like, you know, he's a he's the type of coach, you know, he's not going to give you a lot of, like, yell. He's not going to yell at you a lot, but, you know, like, he's done this. You know, you listen to him when he talks. You know, it's like he's been here before. So everything he says, you know, you got to really hone in on it. You know, you ask him questions, everything like that. So, I mean – He's just been a great, um, a great coach, a great person, you know, very personable guy. There's really nothing you can really say bad about Coach Gunnell. I mean, he's making me better 
every day, and that's really all you can ask for in a coach. You know, I got to I got to talk to Coach Chesney for the first time last season, man, and he he just seems like such a down to earth, cool guy to be around and talk to. What is what is he like behind the scenes in the locker room when he's talking to you guys? You know, throughout the week and going into games. He's exactly the same. He's exactly <laughs> the same. Exact same dude. I mean, he's funny. You know, like you said, he's personable. I mean, he's just got all the requirements for a good head coach. You know, he's a great person, great father. You know, he does everything right. And, you know, we see that even when the cameras are put away. So, I mean, I really can't say enough for say enough about Coach Chez and his coaching staff. You know, he's really done a great job putting this team together. I think it's interesting looking at Holy Cross's coaching staff. It's one of probably the younger coaching staffs in FCS in terms of just overall age. Does that change kind of the dynamic in the locker room in terms of how they're able to relate to the players on the roster? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. It does. I mean, I feel like, you know, we feel like we can connect with them more. You know, they're more hip. You know, we can have conversations that, you know, maybe some couldn't with other coaches. But, I mean, even though they're young, that doesn't mean that they don't have the experience or the knowledge. So, you know, they're still, uh, you know, high caliber coaches that know exactly what they're doing and know exactly what they're talking about. So, But it just makes it even better that, you know, we can have a little fun and every now and then. And, you know, b- before we switch gears a little bit, man, just real quick, you guys have, I mean, Holy Cross is in the midst of four straight Patriot League championships. You've won a majority of those. What would it mean to finish your career winning a conference championship every single season you've been in co- college? It'd be crazy. I mean, I don't think in high school I ever won a championship ever. No state <laughs> championship, no division, nothing. So, I mean, this is this is a, already a, a blessing, you know, so. If I could finish it out with another one, I mean, that would be amazing. And I know that that's our goal this year is to do it again. So, uh, I mean, it'd be incredible. Man, I was doing some research before this interview, man. I came across a story about you and your friend Adam Oaks, um, who you you grew up with, went through. I mean, you guys went from what? Played Pop Warner, middle school, high school, all the way up until college together. And I know he he passed away when he was in college due to a pledging accident, a fraternity when you look at the impact that he still has on your life, man. Can you talk a little bit about how he still inspires you today and what y'all's friendship was really like, man, throughout your childhood? Absolutely. Um, you know, growing up, he really lived, I think, like five minutes away from me. So, you know, I knew his mom. I knew his dad. Um, all of our friends were the same friends. So, you know, we always hung out together, played football together. Um, and that's the biggest thing I learned from Adam is, you know, just – He's just a he's just a hard worker, you know, like, I mean, he's a bigger dude and he's still running the sprints with us. You know, he's trying as hard as he's not quitting on anyone. You know, he you know, we play video games together. You know, he took that serious. He's the best. He was the best at those. I mean, I think just his his kindness, his resilience, just his his just can do attitude. You know, I don't think I've ever seen I ever saw Adam uh, frown or be upset or anything like that. He's always the guy that's trying to lift you up instead. He's putting, you know himself behind others and I feel like you know that's something that I always I'm trying to emulate even more now that you know he's passed but uh yeah he's just a really special guy and you know I know all my friends and everyone that knew him you know always tries to you know resemble what he's he's uh been able to do and you know before before we move on man just talk a little bit about the love like Adam foundation how you're still involved with that and how if people who are listening want to support his foundation and what's what they're doing all the great work they're doing over there man how they could do that 
No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can re- you can just look up Love Like Adam on Twitter, Instagram. I know that they have a bunch of um, handles that you can reach out there. I mean, personally, I'm just, you know, a spokesperson for them. So, you know, I'm just trying to get the message out any as loud as I possibly can. And I know that they're doing a bunch of um, what you call it, like uh, presentations or assemblies all over college campuses and high school campuses um, everywhere. So, you know, just any way possible. You can always go on my Instagram. I have a link in my bio, all that good stuff. So yeah, definitely reach out, help. I mean, I know that um, Mr. and Mrs. Oaks would love that. Guys, and if you're listening to this interview on YouTube, there's going to be a link in the bio of this video where you can find more about that foundation and also will be linked on our Apple podcast and anywhere you're listening to podcasts and on our social media when we post this. But man, to shift towards your family, because I think one thing I've noticed, man, every time that that our publication tweets out something with Jalen Coker's name in it, your mom, I think, is the first retweet on that post every single time. and. I know you're an older brother to two younger siblings, man. And, you know, it means a lot to me, too, because, man, my brother's only I got two brothers under 15 right now, too. So, like, I understand what it's like to be the real, real big brother. Talk a little bit about the impact that your family has had on your just career thus far and how much they mean to you and and help you through this whole process. No, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess I'll just tell a story. I mean, at one point, you know, coming in freshman year, um, COVID, you know, things were difficult, things were hard. And I was like, you know what, like maybe football really isn't for me anymore. You know, like this stuff's difficult. Like, I, I don't really know if I'm not doing well, like, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, I called my mom and she was like, you know, I really think you should stick with it. You know, like she's like my like rock, like she, whenever I need something like anything like that, like I call her because even though it may not be what I want to hear or what I like, it's what I have to hear, and it's what I need to hear, so, like, she's always going to be that person for me, and, you know, my grandma, my grandpa, you know, they were raising me when I was little, when my dad was working, my mom was working, and I was with them, so, you know, I feel like I've always just had a tight, close bond with them, you know, um, and my dad, of course, uh, he's why I do this, uh, my inspiration, you know, uh, he's been, um, he's been doing this forever, so, you know, all I wanted to do as a young kid was just become like my dad, so, I feel like just that group and just that, you know, it's like a, it's like just that, that bond that we all share and just the, the, I don't know what you even call it, like the camaraderie, everything's just, you know, they all want me to succeed. So, you know, it just makes it easier for me to just work hard and, you know, do things for them because they've been doing this for me for, you know, 21 years now. So. Man, I, I love that message. I, I, I definitely feel you on that though. My, my grandmother lives with me now and man, she like, I remember spending the summers with her. Like, I think I spent more time with my grandmother than I did my parents some years. So mm-hmm. I definitely feel you on that, man. But I think Holy Cross, you know, a real quick follow-up does a great job of incorporating your guys' family to everything you guys do. I don't think there's another program where I've seen more pictures, videos, social media after the game, where it's you guys and your family celebrating on the field. I don't think I've seen any university do that. Is that something in the locker room that that really, for you at least, separates Holy Cross from other places is how much they really incorporate your guys' family into what's going on with this team? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I know that we've got a few guys on the team that have team moms, and, you know, their moms are, you know, Holy Cross football or die. You know, it's like they're like they bleed purple. It's crazy how invested people are in this team and how invested the city of Worcester is and you know all we can do is just 
be thankful and just be we're just blessed that you know we have a great community of people and teams and coaches that you know give us the ability to uh to do this every day you know it wouldn't be possible without any of them so i'm really thankful and i know we are too man i i still regret because um there were a few holy cross fans who support the channel that i I was supposed to come up for holy cross in that fordham game last year and I, I live in Mobile, Alabama, so I had like I, – I don't know how – if you know, it's really hard to fly from Mobile to Massachusetts. There's a lot of flights, and one of them got canceled, and I couldn't make it. And I remember seeing the crowd that game and that touchdown to win in overtime or that two-point conversion. The crowd looked like – I mean, I don't know how they kept them all off the field. It was insane, the just the environment of that game. But, man, shifting toward some more quick hitters – what was your welcome to college moment on the field, man, when you just knew it was going to be a little bit different? My welcome to college moment, I would say probably, I mean, my first my first catch. Um, I think we were playing Fordham at home, and Sluka got in for the – me and Sluka went in, and he threw me the ball, a little fade, and I caught it. And I think that was it for me. I was like, all right, <laughs> let's do it. It's always like because I feel like there's always an imposter syndrome until like that first big play happens, and then it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, I belong here. Mm-hmm. Like this is why they recruited me. This is why I, you know, I'm wearing this jersey. But looking at your game, man, which NFL current or former NFL player do you feel like your game models the most? Mm. I mean, I'd like to say that's a good question. Um, I mean, maybe like a little Calvin Johnson, you know, like the jump ball. I can jump really good. I got good hands, you know. Maybe I'm not that tall, but, you know, I feel like I'm a pretty physical receiver. And, you know, I draw the double occasionally. So I feel like maybe a little Calvin Johnson. I like how you had to throw the occasionally, man. I, I still don't understand because, like, I'll be watching Holy Cross games. And I, I think I want to say it was the Harvard game where you had like 10 plus catches. And I was like, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm like, the only person that can't get this ball is 80. Like, 80's got to be the one guy we stop it. They just they could not do it. So I, I, I like both of those comparisons. Looking at your game, I want you to compare. I, I want to know the single biggest developmental change for you from true freshman year until now. Um, Like, on the field or off the field? Yeah, on the field. On the field? Uh, I would just say – like just having a like my my route running, like having a plan, like knowing what steps to take, knowing if the DB is showing me a certain type of leverage or something like that. What's the best way to get open? Um, I think that that's been the, my biggest developmental. Um, you know, that's the biggest thing I've succeeded on. Uh, you know, another thing I think is just catching the ball. You know, like sometimes you know it's put in awkward positions and you got to make a catch that you know not everyone can do. And I feel like just you know, working that, repping that with Suka and just making it difficult, um, you know, really helps. Uh, I mean, I, I still don't even think I'm really that good yet. I mean, it's like, I, I feel like, you know, I still have so much work to do. Um, you know, I'm looking at some of these guys that are going into the, the draft and stuff, you know, like, you know, you can, you, you can never do too much, I think. So, I mean, I just got to work on everything, route running, catching, um, you know, just just pretty much everything that you can think of. But, um, no, I think my biggest thing, though, is definitely route running and just improving that for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I played offensive line, and I, I just think, yeah, it, no matter what position you played, it's always like the little fundamental technique things that you think you perfect in high school, and then you get to, then you get to the next level, and it's like, no, I, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. Like, like you get embarrassed watching your old film. It's like, man, what was I doing on that play? Like that, my, mm-hmm. my coach nowadays would never let me get away with that. But man, I'll be honest, the wide receiver DB trash talk dynamic when I'd ask this question on the show is always amazing. How much of a trash talker are you on Saturdays in between those white lines? I don't say I'm much of a trash talker. I mean, I bet some of the defensive guys would disagree, but I mean, I feel like I really never, I feel like I really never say anything until someone says something to me first. But then once you say something, then I'm, I'm probably going at you for a little bit, but um, you know, yeah, I feel like, you know, it's all part of the game. It's fun. You know, it gives you like a, a little swagger sometimes, you know, gets you a little hyped up. So no, I mean, not too much, but, you know, sometimes, not never. I, I think that's like, even though the positions are totally different, I think that's the one similarity that like O-line, D-line has with wide receivers, DBs, is that you always have the same matchup, like for the most part, every play. And then, I mean, mm-hmm. by the third quarter, you guys are sick of each other. Like, let's yeah. just put like the, the best way to put it. But to give a little bit of credit, man, who is the best defensive player you had to face one-on-one throughout your collegiate career? Hmm. Probably um, Christian Benford from um, where was that? What, what school is that? But I want to say Villanova, right? Villanova, yeah. Christian Benford from Villanova, yeah. He's probably yeah. the best one I played. That checks out. I, I believe he got drafted two years ago. He's still in the. I want to say he's with the Bills, if I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken. But looking at just. Your goals, man, you've been all conference now. You've been all New England. You've led the team in receiving, led the team in touchdowns. You've hit game winners. You've won FCS playoff games. What are your personal goals for the 2023 season? Uh, my personal goals are to become a team captain. Um, I want to be, get better as a leader. I want to start, you know, filling some shoes that I need to do, you know. Uh, but, I mean, really nothing – I just want to let my game do the talking and, you know, whatever, whatever accolades I get, then I'm happy for it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to focus on my team win and just, you know, be a leader for all, all the young guys and, you know, all my friends. You guys have made two consecutive runs in the FCS playoffs now, and you just consistently make it further. And I think out of all the playoff teams, I know this sounds crazy to people who don't watch FCS football, you guys probably played the national champs closer than anybody else in the postseason. What was what has been your biggest learning experience throughout your two runs in the FCS playoffs? That everyone that plays in there is good. No matter <laughs> who it is, no matter what they look like on film, they are good. So I think just coming out with a mentality like that and not sleeping on or undermining a team just because of a certain record or player or anything like that, you know, I think that's something that we've learned a lot. Um, Just every time we step on the field, just act like it's going to be our last game, which it is. So it's like, you know, we got to we got to play hard, fast and we can't we got to limit the mistakes too. like I feel like these teams will definitely take advantage of of uh, mistakes. Yeah, I always because there's there's people who don't watch like a lot of film, especially FCS people who like don't really dive into it, and they'll see like a blowout or a ten point win. Is like, man, that was still a good team. Like, don't yeah. let the like score fool you. That was a really really good team that just lost. But w- look, if you had one route 
to pick. You needed to go get a touchdown. This play, you only got to pick. You got to pick your favorite route to run. What route are you picking? Score a touchdown. Probably post. Love it. Man, that, that's the most beautiful ball. Like, ever. man, if you get a good post route and a good throw, the most one of the most beautiful plays in football. And then one of, one of the last ones before we get to the last two questions, man, your favorite covers to go up against. Man. <laughs> I love when the DBs press because then I, I beat them off the line. That's a touchdown. Mm. I, I think I've, I think we've all seen that too many times, man. But the the, the final two questions, man. If an NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get in Jalen Coker, if they select you in the 2024 NFL draft, man, what do you tell them? Um, I would say, you know, charismatic, hardworking, you know, team player, big locker room guy. You know, I'm going to good, good energy. And, you know, you're going to get an amazing athlete as well. So it's like, you know, I really don't see what you're missing, obviously. Not the perfect player, but, you know, I, I'll work hard and do everything I can to become exactly what I need to be. Man, love it. And the final question, we've talked about your journey, man. We've talked about everything that you've had to just, just get through up to up until the senior year. What would it just mean to you, for your family, for everything you've done thus far, to be one of the next Holy Cross players to hear their names called in the NFL draft? I think it would be everything. I mean, I feel like I've been talking about this with my family since I was like eight that I wanted to play in the NFL and I wanted to do this and I wanted to go to Hall of Fame and all this stuff. And I feel like that's every kid's dream. And now that I'm, you know, closer and closer to that goal, you know, it's surreal, but it just means that, you know, that's I have to put that much more work in to, for it to become a reality because at this point it's been, you know, college and, you know, everything's been kind of laid out for me. And these next couple of steps, I'm going to have to take upon myself and actually work and do the things that most people or some people don't want to do. So it's going to be a hard journey, but I mean, I feel like I'm confident and, you know, I know my, my family's excited for everything that has to come. So, you know. Man, Jalen, I appreciate you hopping on the show, man. This is definitely one that I've been looking forward to for a long time, man. But let people know where they can find you on social media, contact you contact you for NIL, and any th- messages, anything you want to say to the people, man, this time is yours. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess everyone out there, you know, when you're if you're listening, you know, just, you know, it's a life you only get one time to do it. So, you know, just, just live it, um, you know. Love your family, you know, not everyone's going to be here forever. So, you know, just cherish them and just, you know, uh, just believe in yourself for real. Um, yeah, that's really all I got to say. Man, I definitely appreciate you guys, man. Make sure to go follow Jalen on all social media, man. Stay tuned for a potential fifth straight conference championship, another run in the FCS playoffs for Holy Cross coming coming back for 2023, guys. But listen, for Jalen Coker, for myself, and for the Blue Bloods, man, we are out for right now.